Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the DCAU Review, hosted by Cal and Liam. Streaming on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and at dcaureview.com. Now, here's today's episode. Welcome, everybody, to episode 36 of the DCAU Review. I am Liam, my co-host Cal, as he has been with me for the last 35 episodes, joins me again this week. We've got an exciting episode to talk about. We're still going through some of the early Batman animated series. We're almost finished season one, Cal. Yeah, it works. I'm excited about that. Hopefully, um, looking forward to wrapping this first season up, getting through... Uh, some of it. We're back visiting with the Joker on today's yes. episode. It, it's been only like, a, I don't know, seven episodes or so since we've done <laughs> the Joker episode. So, uh, no, actually, this is a welcoming, uh, a welcomed uh, re- refreshing of uh, of a classic episode uh, known as Joker's Favor. Most uh, memorable, probably, because it is the official debut of one Harley Quinn, a.k.a. Harleen Quinzel. And her, yeah, you may have heard of that character. Maybe she's 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 somewhat known throughout the DC universe. Cult following, yeah, she's she's a little bit popular, I'd yes. say. Um, so yeah, it's it's the official debut of her, the, of course, uh, created by uh, producer Paul Dini uh, for this this show. Who and she kind of stuck around after this yeah. episode. So it's it is funny if you if you ever see interviews, it was just kind of an idea Paul Dini had that it would be fun if. Joker had a hench girl instead of you know always having hench men, and I think he just came up with the name Harley Quinn, and then and then his real life friend Arlene Sorkin, who is obviously the not only the voice actress but also very much inspired the personality and and of the character. He basically created this role for her, and it's funny she doesn't have like a big role to play, but she definitely pulls focus when she's there. Absolutely. So. Uh, I guess we could talk a little bit about just, like, the history of that character a little bit. We don't have to do a 10-hour a history lesson here. We, <laughs> we just don't have the time. It's not the Harley but, Quinn sh- right, review. But <laughs> I guess, but I, I do think it's it's worth mentioning, because especially over the last, uh, I would say, five years or so, uh, maybe the one of the bigger breakout stars of the DC's uh, New 52 uh, uh, relaunch that they did in 2011 was they did a, you know, there had been standalone Harley Quinn series before, but it was still pretty much, you know, standard Harley Quinn stuff that we had seen. Since then, she's really struck out on her own. Obviously, she was, like, the big part, maybe the only good part, arguably, of the Suicide Squad live-action movie. Mm -hmm. She's, you know, she's got tons of merchandise. You go to a Comic-Con, you'll probably see more Harley Quinns than you'll see Deadpools at this point. Yeah, it's pretty 50... It's at least 50-50, if not 60-40. So, uh, I mean, she's just... She's become something of a phenomenon in in comic culture. Mm -hmm. And it's cool to kind of just go back to where where it all started here. Yeah, it's it's neat that we could say uh, we... 
we're sort of Harley Quinn hipsters. Like yeah. we liked Harley Quinn before it was cool because she was, you know, she debuted in this uh, this animated form here. So uh, if we didn't mention it, the episode that we're covering today is actually yes. called Joker's Favor, uh, which as it, it as it does introduce Harley Quinn the character uh, to the DCAU and to the world at large, but it mainly focuses on this story. I guess if you don't mind, we could jump right into plot. Yes. Um, but uh, it focuses on this story of uh, this guy who has some road rage issues after <laughs> having what some would call one bad day. Yes. Uh, which is a, is a theme throughout. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Easter egg. <laughs> um, you know, t- uh, that's, uh, that, that play, that phrase plays heavily. And of course, in the killing joke, uh, in the origin story of the joke or the, uh, not the origin story of the Joker, but the, you know, the, the, the famous Joker, Joker book. But, um, you know, so this guy has a bad day. He cuts the Joker off in traffic <laughs> and then, uh, the Joker decides to spare his life in exchange, uh, for a favor, uh, to be determined at, at a time to be determined. And, uh, we learn later on that two years later, this guy is kind of a witness protection. He's changed his name. He's moved to a different city, a different state. Yep. And now, uh, the Joker comes a calling <laughs> and, uh, it, it, it just kind of goes from there. The Joker's plot is he's, he's trying to kill commissioner Gordon. Who's receiving this, yes. who's receiving this award. And uh, so he brings in this guy for an un- undetermined uh, favor. The guy doesn't know what it's going to be. Turns out he's just holding a door for them. <laughs> yeah, it seems so. It seems so simple, and but it's, as, uh, it fits the Joker's character. It absolutely does. That's one of the best parts is when he calls him on the phone. Uh, he, he they flash the Joker looking at a notepad <laughs> that has this guy's phone number on it, and then it says change change name moved to <laughs> Ohio. And then in big bold lettering says he owes me a favor exclamation point. <laughs> the idea that you know however many times he's been captured by Batman in these past two years is very much a Joker thing that he wouldn't forget. This, yeah, he this loser that cut him off in traffic. This this mere mortal that <laughs> dared to uh, insult him in some way. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it's it's a funny. It's a fun episode. It's Absolutely. funny. Um, there's some good Joker. It's uh, not a lot of Batman. There's a lot of this guy Charlie, yeah. who is who is the main, uh, uh, who's who's this guy that cut him off in traffic. And uh, then you also have, of course, you have um, you have the Joker and, and Harley Quinn. But it's not a lot of Batman in the episode. Very little. A little bit. He of shows hashtag. up in Gordon's office for a minute. Yep. And then he shows up at the end to fight the Joker. But that's. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's mainly a Joker and this guy Charlie uh, Charlie Collins, uh, you know, story, uh, which is different and it's not necessarily a bad thing. No, and again, it works as as you mentioned almost more as like a character study for the Joker because mm-hmm. this guy who is this grand criminal mastermind is so petty and <laughs> vindictive that he would go instead of just shooting the guy. That night, he's like, the guy begs him for his life, tells him he'll do anything. He's like, okay, I'll get you to do me a favor in two years, and then I'll kill you anyway. Right. <laughs> um, because he's, you know, he's still a spiteful, you know, monster. And he's also insane, and he loves... Right. <laughs> and the like, idea that, like, yeah, Charlie thinks he's finally going to be free of it, and of course it's the Joker. As as Christmas with the Joker famously taught us, it's never easy with the Joker. Uh, so, uh, Very true. So, um, yeah, uh, I guess I'd give my score. So I, I ended up giving, uh, plot a six out of 10. Um, just, uh, <laughs> I hear you chuckling. I assume that means because you gave it a similar or an exact score. <laughs> I gave it six out of 10 as well. 
it's not bad. It's light on the Batman, we said. And it's uh, the, end, the end plot device where they're in some sort of museum and it's like an Aztec display that were that has working flamethrowers and stuff yeah. was a little bit like okay this is a little weird um so it's fine i get so i just gave it six out of ten yeah i mean there's it's it's a lot of fun and the parts that we mentioned the positives are really good niggas are like uh charlie gets batman's attention because bruce wayne happened to attend gordon's uh uh, event right the honor the ceremony honoring him as right. commissioner and uh <laughs> and he uh Con- charlie finds this like bat like some sort of they just like a to... crane with a bat attached to it yeah how obviously heck? i'm sure it would be part of some sort of display but i'm not exactly sure what it would be in an aztec <laughs> museum or whatever this is but he just swings it back and forth in front of the window, and Alfred happens to look up and see it in the rearview mirror. Total happenstance. Um, and as to me, I almost think it would have been funnier if you like cut to Bruce and Alfred like driving away, like being like halfway up the the highway, being like, "Oh, that was a pretty boring party, huh?" And then they hear an explosion go off, and Alfred has to turn around. Like, sure. They, but again, you know, twenty two minutes. They it, and again, it was sort of the idea of this story of this regular guy who runs afoul, so I guess they wanted him to be, like, I don't know. Yeah, like I said, I don't think it worked super well, is what I'm saying. I think it would have been better, and maybe, like, it would have made, like, a really, been really funny if... They just needed a reason for Bruce not to be in the room when Joker gassed. Right. I, and that what too. kind of weird gas is it that it just freezes it? It's like a weird nerve gas that everybody just happens... But also maintains their balance, like yes. nobody fell over. Yes, they were all just perfectly still. frozen, <laughs> freezing gas. I guess. Okay. I <laughs> yeah, um, that was that was a little odd. But yeah, so there's so there's a, yeah, there's a lot of silly sort of happenstance and stuff, and then at the end, uh, there's some good stuff with the Joker. Sort of, it's fine. It's it's pretty good. But we can uh, we can move right along to uh, visuals and animation here. Yep, it's. Again, there's nothing I can say that's wrong, and I guess from a visual standpoint, we can talk about things like the design of the Harley Quinn suit, or sure, uh, which is it's just it's a gesture outfit mm-hmm. with the mask. I mean, it's the classic. It's, icon- it's iconic Abs- now, absolutely. Uh, for a once over, and again, originally this was supposed to be a one off character, mm-hmm. um, and you can t- one of the reasons you can tell that is because they mentioned something about her going to beauty school or something, right? So which was a weird throwaway the I- line, right? So the idea, like clearly, the idea of her being like his psychiatrist and this sort of deep dark connection had not yet been thought of, but right. um, but aside from that, it's like the joke, like you get a lot of the Joker sort of standing around and. Yeah, there's like a, like a lot of standing around and talking in this episode. Right. The end bits with Batman uh, taking out the two thugs. Like, there's a lot of cool Batman being in shadow and hashtag cape movement in those <laughs> scenes. Uh-huh. Um, and then the Batman falls in a trap door that has spikes on it. Like, ease up, museum guys. <laughs> uh, he's put a rug over that. Or um, or make the spikes like I don't know, <laughs> plastic, rubber, or something. <laughs> something, yeah, something that wouldn't hurt foam. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So I, I think there's some cool stuff. So I went six out of ten for animation. <laughs> I, I'm guessing by the laughter, we might have another similar score here. It might be the exact same score. In fact, I gave animation a six out of ten. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's it's okay. There's some. Um, there's some weird inconsistencies toward the end, 
Uh, everything looked pretty good until that very last scene. The Joker gets those big black circles around his eyes uh, in that last scene, and Charlie's face sort of yeah. changes. He yeah. kind of looks like a completely different character in the very last scene. Um, so I don't know if they, I guess they had a different storyboard artist or a different animation team do that last scene. Um, and there's a weird, you know, the weird there's a couple of weird shots of Harvey Bullock too, where he's like, <laughs> he's like being real, like he's like leering at Harley Quinn when she's in her like cop outfit and he's being all creepy and like they show him like smiling and it's not like usually like you, I accept in animation generally teeth just look like two white strips sure. in, in somebody's mouth. But they like they did teeth lines, so he had like five giant teeth. It looks like Homer Simpson's teeth, yes. or like you know, like Elmer Fudd. Or like something. they put detail in, but they didn't put in enough to where like you're supposed to have thirty two teeth. It looks like Bullock <laughs> instead of having thirty two teeth had just six giant teeth in his mouth. <laughs> they just blended together. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I also gave animation um, and visuals a 6 out of 10 for uh, for that reason of just inconsistency. There, As you mentioned, there is some, some cool, some uh, interesting-looking things. And, uh, you know, you get the Joker in his uh, in his trench coat and hat. Yes. Like, alternate alternate uh, gear, uh, which is good. Crossover. <laughs> um, you know, but you also have some of that weird stuff with inconsistencies. So, yeah. Yeah, and on on that little visual thing, I'll notice there's a part where Joker is on the phone with Charles, and he just starts laughing uproariously, and the whole time Harley's giving him a haircut at the same time, (laughs) and then he just, like, falls backwards at the chair, he's laughing so hard, (laughs) and, uh, like, the way he fell was backwards was freaking phenomenal yeah um, it was good oh there's one one little cool nod of course uh one of the one of his henchmen is uh reading a tiny tunes magazine ah uh, yes which was a nod of course to bruce tim's uh other other show that he yes, was working he got on a start he, he got a, a start storyboard artist on that show on uh tiny tune uh, tiny tune adventures so it, very interesting that uh little little continuity yeah there, i think little, i think there's a, there's a few times i think i think maybe back in nothing to fear i think the yes the security guard might be reading tiny yep. tunes I like the idea that, like, Looney Tunes and stuff exists as fiction within this fictional universe. universe. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, other Warner, I hope other Warner Brothers properties pop up from time to time. Never know. Funny. But uh, moving on, uh, we got to talk about music, which for me might be the strongest thing in this episode. Yeah, that's good. Um, you have sort of the general theme of the episode. I guess it's technically Charlie's theme. It's so good. And it's just like, it's like tuba and like... I, I guess it's, it's such flute. like a sad sack, like because <laughs> the whole point is, I think he literally says at one point that he's the world's punching bag. Yes. So like every time it cuts to him, it's like this. Wah, it's not quite like want want want, but it's kind. It's yes. of that vein. Yes. Um, and then you intercut that with, of course, the classic Joker and Batman themes yep. and uh, some other pretty good music. I went eight out of ten for music. Nice. I thought it was. I thought it was really strong here. Um, yeah, I really like this theme. This theme is instantly memorable. Um, title card plays and this song plays and you know takes mm-hmm. me back. Uh, I, I really, really do enjoy it. Uh, unfortunately, I was kind of hoping for a little bit more. I think they play it at the very beginning during the chase scene or the you know the car scene, and then they play it at the very end as he's walking away. But it kind of misses out some you know, kind of in the middle. You do have a lot of Batman. And you have a lot of the the Joker. 
a theme that, that takes place. But um, you know, it, it's good. It's 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 not perfect, but it's good. Uh, so I gave it seven out of ten for music. Oh, very different. Very different. very very different. It's a completely different number. All right, and uh, moving on to our final category here, we have of course voice acting. This is correct. Um, you mentioned at the start. As much Joker as we talked about in our first ten episodes, I think four of the first ten at least, mm-hmm. had Joker, and of course he's popped up once or twice since then as well, but uh, we hadn't gotten just like a straight-up Joker episode of Batman in a while in the mm-hmm. in the episode order, as they really front-loaded the Joker. He was, what did we say, three in the first nine episodes yes, so or something Yes, so he's in like uh, Last Laugh, Christmas with the Joker, and... Be a Clown. Uh, Be a Clown, all in, those are all on disc one of uh, of this season one of Batman, so it's, it's real, it's real Joker-heavy, and then he kind of goes away, and we get a lot of, uh, you know, some really good episodes in between, but there's... There's no beating the Mark Hamill Joker, Certainly obviously. Um, so having him back, and this really felt like an episode uh, that he really got to sink his teeth into. Yeah. And this, uh, you know, in some of those early Joker episodes, you can tell it's there, but he hasn't perfected it quite yet. Right. This feels like one where he's like he's he's on he's in the groove now. Yeah. Definitely, yeah, yeah. He he finds his footing here, and he he's we talked about it already, but he's he's one of two main characters in this episode. Yeah. Um. So they called on called on a lot uh, from him. There's a there's a lot of good one liners. <laughs> um. There's you know you mentioned it when he's getting a haircut on the phone and he's talking to Charlie and then he just he just cuts out and he says leave the sideburns. <laughs> <laughs> it was just out of nowhere. He just says that and it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um. And his you know his, his chemistry you can see it developing with uh you know with Arlene Sorkin as, yeah. as Harley Quinzel um so y- you know that that's that's gonna that's gonna develop over time especially more episodes coming up where she's featured uh but you know it's 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 a good Joker Mark Hamill yes, episode absolutely. I mean newsflash Mark Hamill is is really great you know we're not breaking ground here and saying that but um, you know, this episode in particular is a if if you're looking for a good Mark Hamill episode, yes. this is this is good. If someone out there is telling you that Heath Ledger or Jack Nicholson or God forbid Jared Leto is the best Joker, <laughs> you got Caesar sit- Romero. Don't yes, forget course, Caesar Romero, Liam, uh, or Kevin Michael Richardson or or somebody like that. Just <laughs> sit him down. You make him watch this, and you, you just you, you set him on the right path. Right, <laughs> they will forever say that this is the right one. Correct. But uh, of course as you me- as you as we've already mentioned, we have Arlene Sorkin as Harley Quinn. Again, not a huge role, but I do like the little speech, like the rhyming speech she gives yeah. to uh, to Gordon as she introduces it. And... Like a like a tell like she was a telegram. Yes. <laughs> Here's to Gotham's Commissioner G. You lock up the weirdos, the crooks, and the geeks. You're a hero to all the boys in blue. But this time, baby, the joke's on you. Because they bring it in like it's a cake and you're expecting like a stripper to pop out of it, I guess, <laughs> is the implication. And right. of course, the Joker ends up being inside. But, right. um, but I, I do like her. And again, the character was sort of written for her and... And obviously, as she gets more development, she really, really comes into her own with it. But she does a fine job. And then, it's funny, we just talked about this actor last week on the show. Yes. He played germs in that episode. Ed Begley Jr. (laughs) back again this week to play Charlie. Stan Uh, Sitwell. Stan Sitwell of Arrested Development fame. 
Um, I like him. Yes. It's a little bit like... Every line, no matter what emotion he's feeling, is kind of the same. He's angry. <laughs> yes. Or, or upset or scared. Or... Yeah, yeah. But, 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 he's, but his playing off of Mark Hamill's Joker is, is, is solid. And then I've got a little bit of, uh, of Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. and, and uh, Kevin Conroy as well, as we mentioned. Not a ton of them. Of course, we have Bob Hastings in there and uh, Bob, Bobby Costanza as, as... Good old Bobby. Uh, as a uh, Harvey Bullock, so kind of a, the you know the main regular cast that you think of maybe when you think of these original episodes um, is kind of all well represented there. So, like I said, pretty good, not the best, but I went seven out of ten for voice acting. I think it's pretty strong. <laughs> uh, I think it's it's strong. It's not necessarily. I think I would like it more if somebody else was doing Charlie's voice, honestly. Okay. Not, again, not that I dislike Ed Bailey Jr.'s performance necessarily, but I feel like somebody else could have had, like, a lot of, like, maybe a bit, because he has such a cartoony, he looks like Elmer Fudd. Yeah. And, he's a big chubby guy. Like. And that stupid one strand of hair, I, I didn't yeah. even get to talk about that in animation. <laughs> that just annoys me. Why is that a thing? They did that in the, in the episode, It's Never Too Late, yes. also. Oh, and we then, talked about that back then, but yes. And also in The Forgotten. Isn't there a guy with that hair in The Forgotten? Possibly I as feel well. like I feel like the, uh... But definitely, uh, yes, uh, Stromwell's brother, who's the Reverend, has this exact same hair Why style. is this a hairstyle? Like, I'm sure that hairstyle existed at some point for somebody. The one strand? Like, I mean, I think it's supposed to be a comb over, but... But why is it so bald on top? Because <laughs> I think they can't animate a comb over <laughs> in a way that it makes it clear what it's supposed to be. They're just like, hey, imagine if a guy had a unibrow. Now move it up five feet. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> or what if a guy had a snake attached to his hair? Like, just stuck it right on his forehead. Right, just smashed it right on there. Oh, gets on my nerves. Oh, um, man. Uh, sorry. So, so as, as, yeah, as, as, uh, as we said, sorry, uh, we were talking about voice acting. <laughs> I actually like Ed Bagley. Ed? Ed Bagley Jr. Ed Bagley Jr. As, uh, as Charlie. So I think we need to bring out the disagreement alarm. I oh think, my gosh. It's I been think, a while. I know, it has been a while. I think he does a great job, actually, um, as Charlie. I think that, uh, for what they needed for this character, was a guy who's kind of fed up with the world, mad at the world, exasperated, just beat down, you know, he goes goes through the laundry list of things at the beginning of the episode, he gets turned down for, he gets turned down for a, uh, you know, for a promotion, his kid has to get braces, his wife is making meatloaf, and he <laughs> hates meatloaf, like, you know, so he, he, plays, he plays the character to what they need, I think, and I think you get some good, as we already talked about, a lot of good Mark Hamill, uh, Kevin Conroy doesn't really need to do a ton in this episode, um, it was the the part where Batman laughs at the end. I get the I get the <laughs> idea, but it just it sounds it sounded <laughs> like a really forced laugh. They're like they're like Kevin, Kevin, we need you to do a a Batman laugh. He's like Batman doesn't laugh, right? So they're like we need no. He does now. He, He's like want to do another take? No. <laughs> Batman doesn't laugh. Like, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, 
Um, so so that that was fine. So I, as you can tell, I gave an I gave a very similar, in fact, exact score of seven out of ten. So even though we our scores are the same, we still have the disagreement alarm because That's we right. had different reasons for giving. Yeah. So even when we agree, <laughs> we have different reasons for why we come to the same. Well, score see, it's sometimes. not always the same. And just a reminder at home, we did not discuss our scores before we, we went never on the air. did. Um, yeah, so we didn't we didn't in any way influence each but other. But we are related. We should remind you. We should. Yes, we are the good brothers. Um, yeah. Well, on that note, it looks like we're about to wrap up here. Oh, wait a second here. Hold up now. That would be the bonus point alarm. Liam, I have a bonus point for this week's episode. All right, lay it on me. <laughs> so, um, I have, I don't, I think this is the first time in the history of the DCAU review. We, I'm going to, we're going to give a bonus point for one specific line. <laughs> <laughs> and that line is the line that I, I actually had to play it back like three times because it was so, I laughed so hard. <laughs> uh, so Charlie, you know, gets into Gotham and the Joker explains to him his plan of what he's going to do and what he needs him to do. And uh, and they're sitting in this van, and Charlie asks him, he goes, wait, you just need me to open the door? And the Joker's response is, look at the size of that cake, man! <laughs> okay, Chaz, when Harley knocks on the door three times, you open it. And? That's it? Wait, that's the favor? You called me here just to open a door? Well, look at the size of that cake, man! She can't open the door and push it in all at once! Think! And just the way he delivers it is so funny. It's It's so tremendous. Look at the size of that cake, man. And it is a big cake. And he goes on to explain she can't open the door and hold, or she can't open the door and push the cake through at the same time. That's the best part. I think think. (laughs) the delivery is great anyway, but the indignance in his in his voice and in like in the expression on his face of like, of course you need to open the door. You dumb. Harley can't push the giant cake and open the door at the same time of course that's not a ridiculous idea for me to bring you thousands of miles here so that you right. can open this door what, what do you mean that's not a ridiculous it's not a ridiculous request but that line it's it's just delivered so perfectly it's so ridiculous it's mark hamill joker at its finest and it's just so, so hilarious um so I had to give an extra bonus point for that. Absolutely. It's definitely worthy of that. All right, so that brings us to our final scores here, Cal. My final score was 27 out of 40. What about you? And mine was... My score total was a 27 out of 40. <laughs> yeah, we, we matched up on quite a few scores this week, but... Go figure. It tends to happen. It's very different. not generally that literally. Yeah, usually, I don't think... We're usually a point or two differential here and yes. there. Yes. There's a margin of error, uh, if, if you will. Yeah. But, uh, yes, as, as we start to wrap up here, as always, thanks for listening to us, whether you stream our episodes on DCAUReview.com. If you're a newer listener, make sure to check out our website there. Uh, Cal's organized it, so you can go back and if you want to listen to a spe- episodes about a specific show, if you want to uh, if you want to look at by villain, by uh, character, whatever, we, uh, we have it set up really nicely. If you happen to listen to us on the Google Podcast app or on iTunes, Please make sure, if you could, I know it's a little bit of a hassle, you got to sign in and do stuff, but if you leave us a five-star review, that does actually help us. It brings up our show in, like, search algorithms and stuff, 
which I know is very boring to talk about, <laughs> but it does help us get more people to listen to the podcast, basically. So yeah, we I know want that's more a bit people, of a hap- but yeah. we want we yeah. want more people to hear like, it. And if you're listening, you want more people to hear it. I hope so. Anyway. Anyway, and uh, you can always uh, talk to us on Twitter. I am, of course, as Cal likes to call me... The DCAU Twitter guru. Correct. And uh, I do most of the tweeting there. Uh, Every week we post new episodes. And every week when I post a new episode at DCAU Review on Twitter, you can go to to our page. That'll be the pinned tweet, the new episode tweet. You like that, you retweet it, and you follow us. You're automatically entered to win the Almost Gotham board game based on the Batman the Animated Series episode. Super awesome. And Can't wait to actually review that episode. Yes, that'll be coming sometime this year, hopefully. But as we, uh, we're, on our, we're on our quest to get to 250 Twitter followers, we're on our way, we're getting there, we're, we're on our way. We're on our way. We're climbing, you know, it's a mountain. All right, it's it's not it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. Exactly. And uh, once we get there, all you got to do is tweet us the secret word. Cal, remind the listener of the secret word. If you don't know it by now, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> it's Martian. Well, hopefully we have new people listening every week. Oh, good so point. Like to... It's Martian. It's Martian, for the record. But yes, you see. So once we get to 250, I'll make a big announcement and a post there, and all you got to do is respond with that word to me, and you'll be uh, entered, entered officially into winning that board game for free just okay. for listening to us. Just as a thank you for, a for spending some time with us on a weekly basis. Absolutely. Whenever you have time. So on that note, I'm Liam. And I'm Cal. And we'll be back next week with another episode of the DCAU Review. Bye-bye.